Welcome to Pop Culture Retro, which was recently voted the 15th best podcast by the residents of the Golden Years Retirement Community in Boca Raton, Florida. Each show, we'll revisit some of your favorite pop culture memories with insider and outsider perspectives. Now, please help me welcome your hosts, Ike Eisenman and Jonathan Rosen. Hello and welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Retro, where I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Rosen, who, along with my co-host, who is best known for his role of Jimmy Floyd in the Kansas City Massacre, where he famously said, where's my share? And I hope I did that accent right. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ike Eisenman. Oh, man. Ike, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing good. You glad you brought up that's a that's a title i don't think about often and that was one of the more fun shows i got to do i gotta tell you yeah that's it some was, nice people was, in there you worked with some oh some yeah a lot of stuff. yeah a lot it was a yeah you know i can't remember all the names but um i mean come on getting to play pretty boy floyd's son and yes. you know survived in the midst of a big old time tommy gun gunfight <laughs> it was it was really a blast it was really that was really you know, a lot of fun james gammon in there i saw larry minetti from magnum and gary sandy from wkrp yeah it was it was quite a cast it was pretty good too as, as, as i recall it was pretty pretty uh pretty well done um um you know examination of that whole crazy crazy time back in the i guess would be the 30s i guess is when it was yeah, I would say so. I'm yeah. not sure, maybe twenties or thirties or something like that. But uh. <laughs> well, today, I'll say this: today, right, we decided to do today. You know, our top five. We did the top five 70 sci-fi, and we got a lot of comments. When are we going to do the 80s? So we're going to do the top five 80 sci-fi films. And I will say, and this was just an excuse so I can mention Star Trek. But you know, so, yeah. <laughs> but, so you can or I can. So you well, can or I can. I'll say, here's the thing. Okay, okay. So this was a lot tougher for me than I thought it was going to be. I, when we first did it, I thought, okay, there's, there are going to be things that, of course, we're probably going to have this exact same list. And we may, we still may. But there were a lot more titles than I thought there would be to choose from that were like really among my favorites. And Here's my criteria before we get to you. I want to go to your initial thoughts, but here was my criteria. And it was tough because there were a lot of movies that could fall into different categories as well. I didn't yeah. know if they were sci-fi necessarily. And we've talked about this before. They could be like horror. It could be comedy. But, you know, for these purposes, I'll put them into the sci-fi. And also for my list, I did not put any sequels or not. I did put sequels, but... I did. If I put one of the movie, I did not put it sequel, even though I may like it there because I just wanted to limit it to five distinct titles. Your thoughts on this? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, we're qualifying this the top five sci-fi movies of the '80s in our humble opinions, right. not yeah. uh, <laughs> by not, not by any objective standard, more than likely. But I think some of them will fit on most people's top top five list. Some of them. Um, you usually yeah, have interestingly more enough, choices the, than I do, usually. Well, yeah, I do. I do. And and I had to knock one of them out because we actually did an entire episode on it. Um, so I ended up removing it and I brought one over that 
that I don't think about often. It'll be my first pick and we'll get to that in a little bit. But, you know, the 80s, the 80s was a huge decade for science fiction films. And I had no idea how much until I was invited by a really incredible uh, documentarian by the name of David Weiner. And he does a series of, I call them mega docs because they're four, four and a half hour documentaries about genre films. And he started with, in Search of Darkness, I think that's where he started with In Search of Darkness, which is horror films uh, from the, the 80s. And then he invited me to participate in In Search of Tomorrow. These are huge projects with, with an, an incredible range of talent and people involved, not only actors, but all kinds of different people from, uh, from these different films. And he really does give a sense of an overview a very quick look into what was special, unique, or, you know, maybe not so much so from these films. And he sent me the list that he was covering for In Search of Tomorrow. And I just looked at it and went, oh my gosh, there's so many things on here that I've completely forgotten about. And there's so many that I would love to talk about. But again, for the sake of, you know, keeping this a reasonable uh, chunk (laughs) of people's time, we narrowed it down to five. So that's my qualification. My qualification for them are, are which films do I, you know, I, th- I think I'd say this a bit too often, but what do I want to revisit? What's yeah, kind exactly. of, um, what's kind of stood the, the, the test of time and well, maybe not so much for me, just for me in terms of my enjoyment level and, um, and, maybe not so much for nostalgia's sake, but no, I mean, just films I really love, loved them in the beginning and uh, continue to love them to this day, even though a couple of them I don't go to that often, but still I think they're important to me. So, Mm -hmm. and probably my first one is going to be the most obscure. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to start? Or you want me to start since I since I kind of dove into that. Well, I'll let you start. I just want to there. Well, all right. I'll talk about when it's my turn here. You let's start with you. Your your number five. Okay, my number five is from literally 1984, and it's 1984. Oh, I don't wow. know if you've ever. I don't know if you've ever seen the film. Um, I have seen it. it um, you have once and i've not revisited i don't know why and oh no i know like it. i've i've only seen it three times mm-hmm. because it's one of the hardest movies to watch that i have ever seen um clearly it's based on george orwell's 1948 novel titled 1984 you know about a dystopian society um that's being con- completely controlled by the government and information is controlled and pretty much everything pleasurable to humans is outlawed um, literally from, you know, thought crimes to sex crimes to everything of that nature. And, and it is so very typical of these dystopian stories, the lead character played by John Hurt, I mean, Richard Burton's in it, John Hurt is in it. Um, and John Hurt plays the lead character who, tries to rail against the system and in 1984 he this story he fails where in so many others usually the main character has some sense of victory at the end of it all but he ends up being swallowed back up into the very thing he was trying to fight and I read the book in high school and was overwhelmed by by what I was reading I mean it's not not only a fascinating tale of a dystopian future but it um 
I thought it was just a great work of literature. I mean, the prose is beautiful and it's so haunting and it's so interesting. And the film did such a faithful reproduction or uh, present representation of the book that I remember when the film came out, one prominent film critic in Los Angeles actually, and I've never forgotten this because it was just struck me as so ridiculous. He said, follows the book too closely, nothing new here. And I think that is a direct quote where so many critics talk about how, oh, the movie was nothing like the book. You can't ever really capture the book. Why do they even try to do this? They've destroyed it. And yet here was such a faithful following that it pissed off some, (laughs) you know, film critic. So for those people who want to try to, especially since 1984 comes up as such a massive reference these days and in, in, in the last couple of years with just so many of the dynamics that are happening with social media and I have so many comments you know, to make the, on that but I won't because we don't do politics so no no we don't no I'm just I, I, I yeah I'm, I'm not and I didn't bring it up as a political um, I know I know yeah. you know uh, um, reference at all it is it's an amazing film yeah. it's an amazing film but it does touch on so many things that we are grappling with as a society today. And, and so it can give some, you know, some background for just thinking about these, these issues in a way that's, that's really intense, it's really powerful. And as I said before, it's difficult to watch, but beautiful. I mean, we shot by Roger Deakins and um, it has actually some music in it. I don't know if you remember this, by the Eurythmics. They contributed to the soundtrack. I did not. Yeah, really, really beautiful, haunting pieces that are that just keep just you know as as a good score, a good you know appropriate music in a film can do pulls you very much into the the emotional sense of of of, of what these characters are are dealing with. Um, so anyway, I have only wa- I've only seen it three times when it came out in the theaters when it first came out on a D- on DVD in about a year and a half ago i watched it again and i thought that's pretty much it for me it's just too tough it's too tough so it's it's that effective so it's not really the entertaining thing i would say yeah it's a great popcorn saturday night movie no this is a you probably got a bottle of vodka and all the lights are out and you're just trying to you're just you just want to get through this gritty film but it's it's really amazingly well done so that's my i i was saying this one it's not it's not on my list um i I read the book also in high school and it, I remember it bothering me, but it did not bother me as much as animal farm animal farm really, really got to me. It was so, so dark inside afterwards that I, I only yeah. read it that one time. I never read it again afterwards. So. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I read animal farm in high school as well. And I think that that got me on for some reason. It, I, I don't know if that's typical. It's not usually suggested reading <laughs> in high school but i think one of my set teachers uh thought i might like it because of the types of books i was drawn to at the time science fiction and and um and you know edgar Allan poe and all you know mm-hmm. some of these a little bit more um you know moody thought-provoking types of uh, fictional stories so anyway she led me that direction and i don't remember animal farm that well i need to revisit that so anyway thanks for bringing it back to my attention <laughs> well, I'm not anyway, gonna read it, again. it still destroyed me <laughs> so <laughs> i'll go for my five and here's the thing 
again, I'm like we did with the other movies, like the other list that we've had. I pulled up sci-fi '80s movies, and if it was if it was on those lists, then I said, okay, I can use them because there's a couple of them I wasn't sure, and it could go either way, you know, on different genres. But uh, I did, and there was, I'll just say some of the movies that I left off that I really love, which was, you know, let's say, like The Thing and, you know, Final Countdown, which I love. I don't know if you ever saw Final Countdown, which was the it's been uh, time a travel. long time. It, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I haven't seen it in a really, 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 really long time, so I barely remember it. Okay, I might have to do that as a forgotten film one time. <laughs> but uh, but sure, and, some, and Somewhere in Time, another one that I really love. And these all these that I love that didn't make my list. So that I count them all as sci-fi. But here we go. Since it was on the list, and again, I wasn't sure if it should be on comedy or horror, but it was on the sci-fi list. My number five is Ghostbusters. Again, I go <laughs> re- revisit it. I don't know how many times I watch. And, and that's to me is the bliss is rewatchability. And I don't know how many times I've seen it. I just saw it again because I watched before Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I watched it again. I still enjoy it. It's still a great film. You know, we have uh, ghosts and other dimensions. So I will count that as a sci-fi movie. And it it won't leave my list probably. It'll still be on my list. You know, <laughs> 20 years from now, 30 <laughs> years from now. Uh, but it was just such a fun movie with, you know, that whole cast, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, um, you know, and Ivan Reitman directing. It's just so much fun. And Moranis, for goodness sakes. Yeah, it was such a great movie. And I, I like I said, I will continue watching it <laughs> still. So I, don't <laughs> well, know if I, think seen, it, I think it qualifies. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Ghostbusters Afterlife. No. No, I have not. Okay, no, I have not. it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. It definitely yeah. was. Uh, you know, did a nice job incorporating. You know, getting back. You know, revisiting some of the original movie and you know with the cast. So it was a lot of fun. But anyway, that is my number five. Awesome. I mean, I love Ghostbusters. I do, and I think I think it it applies here. It's probably not pure enough science fiction for me to have put it on on that the list here. Yes, it does. <laughs> It straddles it straddles a line, but there's certainly enough of sci-fi elements in it to to for it to qualify. But no, I I love that movie. I mean, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. I don't even know if you if you mentioned her. No, I did. And I said Rick, Rick, yeah. Rick Moranis, and and it, it yeah, it just boy. I mean, yeah, I I ate it up. I I haven't watched it. I haven't gone back to revisit it in a while. But I watched the heck out of it back in the day. I mean, as soon as I had it on a format that I could you know, watch it over and over again. I did. So yeah, a lot of fun. Love that movie. Say, for sure. If you say this straddles line, wait till you hear my number four, but go ahead. You're number four. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, my number four, now this is where it gets weird. No, not it gets weird, not the title, but my next four from four to one, all were released in 1982. Really? So okay. unfortunately I didn't, I did not, I, I, I looked over that list um, that David gave me and I tried to, 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 to stick another title from a, from another year. And I just didn't find one that, that, that prevailed for me (laughs) in terms of this list. So this is going to be interesting, but, and I know this, no, I'm going to start. I don't know. My, my number four is road war, the road warrior with Mel Gibson. Um, I flipped out over that movie when it came out, not knowing it was a, essentially a sequel. 
um, and had to learn about the original uh, the original film Mad Max, um, and ended up then digging into that in um, you know it, it it you know the old video rental rental days <laughs> when that's where you had to go to to, to look for film history. Um, I, I I I thought it was a ridiculously fun, over the top, um, again, dystopian world turned upside down story that was just, I mean, gosh, and, and for no other reason almost other than the stunt work that was done in that film, it just blew me away and all my friends loved it. And, you know, of course, I had it on VHS when it came out, and we wore that we wore that tape out. I, sw- I swear to God, we 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 really did. Um, I still quote lines from it. Um, I think that's another thing that 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 <laughs> should be a qualifier. What in movies, the criteria? You know, what classic <laughs> movies do you still quote a line from? And I quote I quote I quote a line from it constantly, and it drives my wife crazy because she has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> And even if when even even when I explain it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, fine. But uh <laughs> she roll her eyes when you do this. I just wanted to know. <laughs> she, no, she she doesn't know what I'm talking about. So that she has no she has no response to it, okay. which is fine with me because you know I, I can I can live in my own little silly world and, and and be perfectly happy all by myself. Um but yeah, I just I just thought I thought the production design was amazing. I thought the, the concept was interesting. Um, and you know, not an easy story to to flip at the end, and they did manage to flip it at the end somehow. And I think that's what I liked about it because it seemed like it was a one track story. I mean, everything happens on one road, going one direction, and you think, where are these people going to end up? I mean, there's there's no gas. They're 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 trying to run away from these crazy villains who are trying to steal their gas. And that's where are they going to go? And then you find out, okay, it's all been a wild goose chase. Um, Cause it, it, I just, I don't know. I, I eat it up. <laughs> I, I think that's a, that, that is a Saturday night popcorn, um, mm-hmm. you know, just want to go along for the ride kind of uh, sci-fi film for me. Well, all right. Here's what I'll say. And you and I have discussed this before and, and it's tough for me. And I still will watch the movie. I, I love, I love Mad Max. I really did. And I love lethal weapon and all that. It's where do you, draw the you know the line can you separate the artist from the work and that's one of the things for me and like since mel gibson you know he's been all this anti-semitic rants and stuff it was very tough for me to like i won't go see new work of his i'll say that much i won't go see new work but i don't want to let him take away my enjoyment of the previous films because you know what, I'll look at those separate. There are a lot of people involved in it, and I like those movies. I'm not going to let him ruin those movies for me, you know, like Mad Max and things like that. But it is tough for me to look at his work and try to take him away from it, you know, if you don't understand what I'm saying. So that's one of the. Oh yeah, things. no, no, no. I mean, you and I, you and I share that. It's like when you, yeah. you and I think this is true for everybody, athletes or you know, artists, musicians, and, and as well as, you know, actors, I, I, I think you, you, you nailed it when you said it makes it hard for you to, you, you would probably avoid anything new that he does. I, you know, there are certain people that I feel that way about as well, but I don't, I don't want to lose my connection to those classics that, 
that I, that I care about that, you know, that, that were in, in, impactful to me back in the day and, and still are. I, 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 I want that. It's too valuable to me. No, and I agree so, with you. I agree. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of like, I, 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 I also, I agree with you in terms of how it affects me. Yeah, no, so that's that's one of the things. Like, and I love Maverick. I'm actually, Maverick is one of my. Uh, I think it's, it's such a funny film. But again, yeah, yeah. something new. I I don't know if I could, but it, it is tough. But like I said, yeah, I won't let it take away my enjoyment of other films of his from beforehand. And I never care about politics. Politics, I don't care about. Someone disagrees with me politically. That's fine. This was tough because of like you know, just the things that he said. You know, anti-Semitic stuff. Oh, sure. So it was tough. But anyway, let's go into my number four. My number four again. <laughs> this is straddling a line, <laughs> and you you may hold up that X and disqualify it, but it is on the sci-fi list. And I wasn't going to put it because I put it on my horror list, but it listed as sci-fi, so I did put Gremlins. Gremlins, you know, again, <laughs> kind of. So it is straddling a line, and I'm aware of it because it's really horror comedy. But we do have those sci-fi elements in there. We have the creature, you know, from these uh, uh, unknown species that we have. So, and like I said, it is listed on those sci-fi lists. So I'm going to count it because it is so much fun. And it's another movie that I revisit every, I think it might've been on my Christmas movie list too, because it's strange. It was. Oh yeah. You, you said you watch it every Christmas. Right. I and I intended it. to watch it this last Christmas yes. and I didn't. So I still have to go back and, and check it out again. So, yeah. It's on my holiday list. It's on my horror list. And now it's on my sci-fi list. It's the Jack of all trades movie and the comedy too for it. But I just enjoy Gremlin so much. It's, it's such a fun movie. <laughs> like I'll revisit it. I, it's another, I will watch it yearly and I am counting it. I don't care what this, the judges say. I'm putting it on my list. That's my number four. Damn it! That's it. <laughs> so. No, I th I think that's what we're allowed to do. That we're allowed to put it where we want. <laughs> it's our list. That's it. Okay. I have a feeling that okay. We're going to get up to number three, and I have a feeling for number three on, you and I are going to have probably have the shared ones, but we'll see. All right. So you're number three now. All right. This is going to sound completely egocentric, but I have to. I choose, knew it was coming. I chose Star Trek too. <laughs> Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Um, you know, I, 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 I love talking about the film. It is a great because film. I love the film. I love the film. Um, one of the things, first of all, of course, I was thrilled to be in it. I was thrilled to be a part of Star Trek. It was always something I wanted to do. And, and we've talked about this before because we did our Star Trek episode, but just to reiterate, there was very little um, hope for another film after after the first one, Star Trek: The Motion Picture, fared so poorly with the fans and fared so poorly with the reviews, and and even though it did well at the box office, it, it, it was very uncertain whether or not it was going to be there was going to be another film at all, and yet um, Nick Meyer just when he was you know tasked with coming up with another star trek film just did the hardest homework possible and dug as deep into the lore the star trek lore as he could to find a way to reintegrate all the characters and make a connection to the original series and move these characters forward 
And I've had more people who talk to me about it say they've never seen Star Trek before and they just love it as a science fiction movie. Um, it actually introduced them to Star Trek and had them then going back and saying, what is this all about? I, you know, and, 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 and looking at the original series, it's just, it's a well-told, well-structured, um, truly science fiction uh, uh, story that's full of action and, and, you know, full of so many elements that I, I, it had to be on, it had to be on my list, whether or not I was, I was in it. I, I, and again, I'm thrilled to be a part of that history, but I also just love it as a film on its own. And I remember sitting down and watching it for the first time in the theater thinking, my God, this is a great movie. I just got caught up in the movie and then I showed up on screen and went, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm in it. Oh, yeah. I'm in it. And then I wasn't in it. And I went, wait a minute. I, I'm supposed to be in it more, but I wasn't. And then I had to like forget about all that and just enjoy the rest of the rest of the movie. But I, I, I you know, I, I just think it's a it's a really good, really good film. And, it, you know, you don't have to know, like, like I said, other people, you don't have to know anything about Star Trek to enjoy it as a standalone um one-off if you if you choose you get enough understanding and backstory from the characters to know they have a history just like you would in any story um only they actually have a real backstory <laughs> so anyhow yes that's my number number three is that where we're at number three pick? number three yeah, number three all right i will yeah. say okay star trek if we had gone six through ten star trek would have been on my list okay it didn't make my top five I love the movie, <clears throat> and I love I love the one that you were in, Wrath of Khan, and I love number four, the time travel one. <clears throat> I always flip flop which one I like more because it, and yeah. I think, and when we did the Star Trek episode, I mentioned to you I saw Wrath of Khan before I saw Star Trek the motion picture. It's just because I was I wasn't living in the country mm. when the motion picture came out, so that was my <clears throat> excuse me, that was my re. A revisit to the Star Trek universe, and it got that's right. You know, I really love this cat, these characters. I really love this. I love this show. I love these <laughs> characters. And I went back and I rented the second. I rented the first one after I saw the second one because I just wanted to revisit it. It wasn't as good, but it was. It wasn't bad either. It wasn't like it did not deserve the derision that a lot of people gave the motion picture one. I, I didn't think, but uh, I loved it. And you know, this I didn't even know you. <laughs> You know that I was so sad when you died. Spoiler alert! I'm sorry. I should have said that first. I was so sad in the movie. I was so upset in it because I'd grown attached to your character. Because I figured, you know, that's that's a kid. That's you know, roughly you know my age. But at the, you're older, uh -huh. but, you know. But I was so upset about when you when you died in that film. But I love the Star Trek movies, and again, I love that one. I love number four. And I, like I said, for the purposes, I wouldn't put two on my list just because I do, but I, I, it's always a toss up to me, which one I love more. And let's, for the sake of ego building, I will, I'll say Wrath of Khan. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't, my, I'm not that fragile, but it's no, okay. <laughs> but it, it was a great, great film. And I need to go watch those again, too. I need to go watch that whole series again from uh, one on and see. And you know, just revisit it. Uh, I watched them a couple of years ago with with my son, and he he thoroughly enjoyed them. But now I got to go revisit it again. So, 
All right. So my number three, and this is yours. You'll probably have this on your list. I'm guessing you'll have this on your list. And yours will probably be higher than number three for here. I put Empire Strikes Back for my number three. Oh, so, uh, interesting. I love this. I love the Star Wars. Those I love those first three Star Wars films. And again, I, you know, Return of the Jedi, I didn't put on just because, like I said, you can only do one. And Empire Strikes Back was a better film than Jedi, even though I loved Return of the Jedi. But it was, again, so much fun because I got to, you know, after Star Wars, I didn't think there'd be another one. You know, it was, I love Star Wars so much. And then we got to, you know, Return of the Jedi, we got the characters again. And, it, you know, you you got to see them, you know, the fighting and you left on that big cliffhanger also. You know, you, you had two cliffhangers in, in Empire Strikes Back. So it was just, you know, just great to get to see them on the screen again. And it was even, you know, it was probably even a better film than Star Wars, even though I, I'll, I'll rank Star Wars higher, not in the 80s list, but I'll rank Star Wars higher because it was that first visit into the world. It was just great to get to see those characters again, revisit these characters, revisit that world. And I could not wait for the third movie after that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I Spoiler alert, no, it's not on my top five list. Wow, I'm shocked. Um, I, I, I had to, well, you know, it's like I... I it's, it's, so, it's so interesting because I, I... Okay, no, I love Empire Strikes Back. It's probably one of the best sequels knowing full well they were going to make a third film um and that's what i liked about it because i i, I know this is this is old lore but you know how much george lucas used to, he talked about how much he enjoyed the saturday serials <laughs> that he would go see in the movies and you know it was like it was like the original form of a tv series where you saw a story about a character and there was a cliffhanger and it got you to go back the next week to see the next one and it was still the you know the same characters plus new characters and carrying out the storyline over a period of time and um i i was thoroughly engrossed i always have been thoroughly engrossed in that film and love the cliffhangers you know that that they dangled for us you know it it, it, it and it's hard for people to you know today who you know they're trying to do the same thing with some of the other parts of the franchise um to create that sense of anticipation but man there was no i mean we were palpitating over the idea of that third film it's like of course there's going to be a third film my gosh what's it going to be and how long is it going to take because i i don't know how far apart they were but i mean what year did empire strikes back strikes back come out i want to say 82 but now i'm gonna to have to look it up i i, do, I, See, want to I mean say that's was... a six foot that's that's a long time after the first film um no. and it was i think it was three more years before uh um, return of the jedi yeah before that came out so we waited a long time for these movies and i think the only thing you could probably compare it to today are the no Harry it was Potter 1980 films. it was 1980 not it was right on the cusp there okay yeah. so that's that's still that's that's that makes that makes more sense that's okay. four years later you know after the after after 
after consuming Star Wars and then, right. you know, hearing about it coming along. It just, it just, we were feverish about it, feverish about it. And um, couldn't wait to jump back in and see all of that. And I certainly was not disappointed. It just didn't make my 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 top five. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why. It's like one of those there's <laughs> there's there's so many on there that that I could I could say would have slotted in, but they just didn't. There were also some that that were listed on the sci-fi list. And <clears throat> I know I said that I, if they were on the sci-fi list, I included them, but there were some on that sci-fi movies that I didn't include because to me they just were not sci-fi. They were like more fantasy, like you know, like Labyrinth. I don't consider sci-fi. I consider that fantasy movie, and I yeah, love Labyrinth I, and yeah, Roger uh, Rabbit. The same thing. They had it sci-fi, and I didn't consider it that either. Okay, that's very odd. That's very odd. No, I I didn't go to any online lists. I just used the one uh, from from David for me to to call from because. Anyway, so yeah, so I didn't see what else might have popped up in um, in other lists online that might have been considered science fiction, but I certainly wouldn't consider Roger. Roger and Robert I'll, I'll even fiction. say that I'll even say that Raiders has a sci-fi element to it because of the ending, but I didn't put it in. The, you know, I didn't put it in there because it's yeah, it does. Fighting. I mean, it does in 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 in, in a lot of ways, but um, yeah, yeah. Oh, now I got to hit. No, wait, so let's go no, on to number oh. two. Let's go. Well, number number two is, is looming large behind you, E.T. Um, I, um, oh, E.T. is just over, overwhelming to me. It's, it's overwhelming to me in so many, in so many ways. Um, and I don't mind saying this a little bit, um, you know, maybe a little, uh, I'm, I'm a little shy about it, but there's a lot of Witch Mountain references in E.T. Um, that are, that are, that are interesting. And I don't know if they're actual or not, but, uh, you know, when the kids are riding their bicycles and E.T. makes them fly, I thought, I thought, okay, goodness gracious, we're, we, we, you know, we kind of, we kind of pull this, pull this, you know, right out of, right out not right out of wish mountain and and of course i could be just crazy you know just wanted to see some connections there but the whole the whole take on an an alien on the planet not being something with a ray gun um looking to wipe us out um that actually you know is is lost and and trying to get trying to just trying to get back home it was just heart-wrenching and and i think spielberg has always been he's good at so many things and I don't want to take, I can't, you know, I don't know where you're qualified to take anything away from him from his adult themed films, but he always knew how to reach inside that, you know, that, pre that, 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 that precious age, you know, where coming at that coming of age story where you're, you're still connected to all the fantasies and, and you're, you're learning about the world and, and to have such huge hopes and dreams and, and he, he just knew how to represent kids. I mean, kids' personalities and kids' curiosities, and you know their protectionism and all of that. And I, I just, I, I, I still find it to be riveting. I ball like a baby at the end. I can't. <laughs> if I see that those fingers come together, I just see a still of it. I get beclumped. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And I got to have a very interesting personal experience with this movie 
because the year before it came out, I worked with Peter Coyote um, on a film called Cross Creek. And when I was working with him on that film, his career hadn't taken off. E.T., I think, more than anything, launched his film career. And I don't remember the chronology of all of his titles. But we were sitting around the set one day. We had a lot of time hanging out, um, working on, on that film. And I was asking him, you know, what else have you done? I didn't really know anything about, about his work. And he said that he, he'd gotten a, he, he shot E.T. and had the opportunity to be in it. And I freaked out. I completely freaked out. I said, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see this movie. And I know so many people can't wait to see it. I said, I, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I, I can hardly wait. And I cannot do this, this little level of performance justice because I can't really remember the words he said, but it's like, Peter was a really interesting prankster and he got really solemn. And he said, I, you know, I don't really know how well it's going to do, you know, I think it's a good film, but I think Spielberg really screwed up when, when, <laughs> you know, when, when he let E.T. die, I just didn't understand that. And I, and I, I, my mouth, my jaw dropped. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, Oh my God, no, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. I really shouldn't have said anything. Don't worry about it. Just go see the movie. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. So he, he dropped a major spoiler alert that was actually a red herring and I had no idea. So here I am watching the movie for the first time. And sure enough, ET dies, he's dying. And I'm going, I can't believe I've cursed him a blue streak in my head. I said, that rat bastard. I can't believe you spoiled this whole movie. I don't, I don't know now what the heck happens. And then of course we all know where the story goes from there. So I got to have a little bit more of a tease about it. And, you know, these preconceived ideas as I'm going in thinking, how is he going to kill this adorable character? You can't kill this character. And so <laughs> it is meaningful to me in different ways. But I think as a, you know, just a flip on the, on the sci-fi genre, I just, I, I think it's, I still think it's fantastic and I love it to death. I, it's my number two as well. <laughs> so it's oh it's, so <laughs> well, it had to be on the list because it's right. behind you know the images behind you. Yeah, it's my number two as well. I, you know, I just echo everything that you said. I mean, I love the movie, and I've gone back watched it so many times. When I when I watched it as a kid, it just got to me. This was so different, and and again, like you said, with Spielberg's, I love Spielberg's films. Uh, there's, I'd be hard pressed to find one that I didn't like. To me, he's like on the Mount Rushmore of filmmakers. You know, we could we, that that's a good podcast too. To, we'll have to do that one day. Do our uh, F four greatest filmmakers and see. But to me, he he's on there, mm. and uh, it, I just the same thing. At the end, I start crying, sobbing uncontrollably. It, it's it's so <laughs> bad, <laughs> but it's just whenever whenever I do watch it, and. Uh, I, I feel like a kid again. And here's a little spoiler alert for anyone who is watching it. We will be talking about ET with one of the cast members in a few in a few weeks. So just stay tuned for that. But uh, but I do get really. I, I just find myself transported back in time to a kid again. And I love that my kids now enjoy the film as well. I did hate when Spielberg went back and tinkered with it to remove the guns from the 
the agents, I, you know, digitally remove them. I hate, I hate when people do that. I hate when Lucas did, did yeah. that, you know, did the same thing when star Wars, but I still, that movie just takes me back. And that's one of the things that I love about, you know, just about good films that they can take you back to the time when you saw that the first time and ET mm. does, and it does make me feel like a kid again. I, you do have that sense of wonder what's out there and yeah, I, I would say that the Witch Mountain things are there too. It's, you know, the alien coming there, the aliens being attacked and hunted, and I could so see it. And I wouldn't be surprised if that might have influenced Spielberg at some at some point, at some on some level, you know, seeing it because it came out like around, you know, 10 years earlier, uh, not even, I guess, but... I could see that. And you does make you think about aliens and I'm a big thing about aliens. So I'm a total believer. So I, you know, I always have that sense of wonder and you want to be that they're good. You want to be that they're kind and they're benevolent and, you know, and trying to help human humanity. But, uh, you know, I'd much prefer that than thinking of movies like aliens (laughs) where they want to kill you. But yeah, it just, I just, and nothing bad to say about that movie. I just, I, anytime I go revisit, I just love it. And I'm, I'm just sitting there like, you know, like holding myself, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, I'm such a, I'm like, you know, I'm revisit my childhood. So yeah, that is my, number oh, yeah. It, then, 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 then we have to qualify that it's a Saturday night popcorn movie where you have to cuddle with a very dear friend. Right. <laughs> just for just for comfort <laughs> i don't even need someone else i just i just like that because it does transport <laughs> me back to the to being a kid and like i said, yeah. like I, said I do love that my kids enjoyed it but i'd love that it took me back to to being a kid again yeah oh for sure every single time definitely okay well let's hear oh, yeah. now i'm wondering if you and i are gonna have the same number one which is so good. oh i don't i don't know i don't know we um i my, my pick is blade runner um again that was released in 1982 all like i said these last four films were all 1982 which is amazing to think about road warrior star trek 2 et and blade runner all like scattered throughout that year i i it was certainly a great year for science fiction films and um i i was just could not wait to see blade runner when i first started seeing trailers of it um you know early early on watching other films and just seeing the amazing production value and the whole film noir 40s style applied to the future and this goes back to our dark city conversation Mm -hmm. um it that that was another film that was uh actually the setting was intended to be exactly like the 1940s not a futuristic version but the futuristic version of that film style was to me just completely delicious the concept amazing um and it's just a great film i mean it's only glaring flaw and we've talked about this in many different <laughs> shows and different stories and it's you know and i repeat it yet again for for david and 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 um in in search of tomorrow is is when that narration was laid over <laughs> that Harrison Ford narration, it was just like, oh, I cannot believe this is happening. 
they're they're over explaining what's going on as if we're not going to get it and and you know i've told the story before i've had a chance i had a chance to meet ridley scott not long after mm -hmm. the film was released at a barbecue and i've somehow mustered up the courage to ask him about it i said please i mean why did you put that in there what was the point of that he rolled his eyes and said he was forced to do it by the by the producers because they were nervous and and that he and Harrison conspired to make it the worst sounded, worst written, worst sounding narration <laughs> they could come up with, praying that they wouldn't use it. And they ended up using it anyway. So I only revisit the director's cut, which does not have the narration in it. <laughs> it is pure, nice and pure and straightforward. And it's um it just it changes the entire thing. Cause I mean, it's just God, that that just that almost ruined it. And I'm sitting here watching the film for the first time thinking, this is such an amazing film. What is this? Oh, this God awful narration doing it here. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But um, I think over the long run, it ended up working out, but that's why it's my favorite. Cause it's just beautiful. I, I, I love getting lost in haunt, haunting, you know, haunting, dark, ethereal films. And, you know, the, it, the bottom line is it's really just a, you know, it, it's a detective story is really what it is set in the future. Um, but it just, it play it plays well for me on, on so many levels. You know, it's amazing to me how many good sci-fi films there were in that decade that, which I thought we were going to have a ton. You and I only have one match <laughs> in the entire thing, <laughs> which is E.T. That, that's shocking to me. <laughs> well, again, not, if we'd extended it out to 10 choices, I think would have had a lot more that, 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 uh, oh, for sure. that, we, that, we, that we shared. But I, I like limiting it to five, first of all, again, for the sake Those of our, quicker. Our, you know, <laughs> our audience that's, that, that, that we're constantly challenging with uh, their patients. Um, but yeah, just, just to see where we go, you know, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say, first of all, what's either, it's either guts or nerve that you went over to him and, and you've told me the story and asked him, why did you put that in there? <laughs> Just, well, it, 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 it took so, it took so much courage. And I thought I'm standing, we were standing alone. I, I had a beer. I, I don't know. I was a small barbecue, like most of the people that and I was, that I had been invited to. And I, I, I didn't even know he was there. He just came out and I couldn't even believe, I, I think he was probably um, pleased that he got recognized by somebody because <laughs> I knew who he was and he had a beer and I had a beer and I thought, what am I going to talk to Ridley Scott about? You know, I'm a huge aliens fan. I, I, I loved legends, which I legend, um, which I think came out before Blade Runner. I really liked that movie. And a lot of people didn't like that movie. And so I, you know, prefaced it first by telling him how much I, you know, adored his work. And I was so grateful that he was out in the world making these movies. And then I just, it just kind of, I, I, my stomach churned and got nuts. And I thought, when am I ever going to get, it's like, not like I'm going to get another <laughs> chance to ask this man this question. And, you know, so what if he doesn't, you know, if, he, if he's offended by it, you know, he's too great a filmmaker to be offended by something like that. I knew it had to be, you know, I, I've been around the business my whole life. I know we make choices and have to sometimes make choices for whatever reason. And, and so I just, it just, it just came out and I was so relieved when he said he, he just, he just said, oh, that was just, I, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. It wasn't my thing. They made me do it. And, you know, I've heard many Hollywood stories like this about many different things that, um, that, that filmmakers were forced to do because, 
producers, and I say producers, producers at the executive level, when of course, when it gets time to, for distribution, all of a sudden you're your final cut, you're screening it for everybody who's put all of their money, they're going to risk, you know, theater space in when another movie could be there. They want to make sure it does as well as possible. And that's when the insecurities start to sneak in. And I don't know if they screened the film and some people were perhaps a little confused over what was going on. But, you know, I think for me, the where I love science fiction the best is when it when it's at its purest. We've gone back to the 70s where I chose THX1138. It's my favorite from the 70s. It's one of my favorite of all time because it is such a pure science fiction film you 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 you, you, you it, it 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 is intended to cause some confusion you're you know you're left with some questions but yet you move through it in a way that reveals these hints about this dystopian nature of this entire uh, you know this entire story set in a future and you know no one knows what the future is going to be like except for stanley kubrick he was the only one that knew <laughs> <laughs> but um but anyway so that's yes i i it, it, I just it was some guts. i was very you, nervous like, of bringing it up how dare you how dare you question my <laughs> he could have he could easily have done that but i but but i i i, I don't know if he had been asked that question yet <laughs> i mean he may have been asked it a, a number of times and realized you know we, the thing about that's the other thing about a director uh when you know this is just insider stuff some people know this some people don't a lot of people don't but before you become and i don't know if ridley was a producer on the film see that's another thing because even sometimes if you're a producer on a film and the director your power is limited because according to um dga rules the director's guild of america um contractual rules with producers as a director you are allowed the first cut of the film after that the producers can come in and recut your film as many times as they want to make it suit their marketing needs oh wow i did not know wow bigger directors i think and i think i i don't know if ridley had final cut at that point some when directors become powerful they negotiate final cut in other words the way they cut their film, their vision for that film goes. That's how it goes. The producers can't change anything. And I don't know if Ridley had final cut at that point. So he was then forced to do something that they would have done anyway without him um, if he was in that position. I have absolutely no idea um, because I, I, I didn't, you know, really follow that stuff that as closely at the time, but that's just a dynamic of, of the way the, the the business works, the power structure, the closer you get to just releasing the film, the more and more and more and more nervous producers become, and they're constantly they're, they're trying to find any weakness they can and fix it before it actually goes to the theaters. And some things are things are are recut like a day before they're going to strike prints you know no. it, it's it's that <clears throat> back when they actually struck prints when they actually you know had to process prints to, to go to movie theaters so it can be um yeah it can be crazy really crazy and this is one of the reasons i love doing this show with you because i i've learned all these things that i did not know but wow i'd be pissed if someone yeah, took my film and you know that's why these people are so thick-skinned. You know, they're they're they're. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> you 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 get you get churned you get churned up a lot. 
Well, here, all right. So here we go. Here's my number one, which I am shocked it's not on your list. I really am. And not only is it my number one sci-fi film from the 80s, it's my all-time favorite film, period. It's it's one. So you, you got it. The Black Hole? No. <laughs> close, close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so worried. I was so worried that was going to be your choice. Anyway, go ahead. No, I can't guess. Actually, I looked. There are not many. I looked to. I looked to find people to bring on from the black hole. There are not many alive, and that's the sad. So oh wow! That's. Wow. A, but uh, no, my number. My number one is Back to the Future, my all-time oh, yeah. favorite movie, and yeah. I still. And again, I. I love. I've seen this. I've seen this movie over a hundred times. <laughs> it's not. Mm. Not even a lie. Not even. You know. I'm not even like you know making it up, embellishing. I've seen it over a hundred times. I love this movie yeah. so much. And again, I love that my kids love the movie. When it was when it was reissued into the theater for the anniversary a few years ago, I took the kids to go see it in the theater, you know, so we could experience it there. It is such a fun film. Uh, you know, time travel, you know how much I love time travel films. Yeah. I know I don't grow tired of that movie. It's just like, you know, just fun and anticipating all the things, picturing what you would do in the situation. And I would do, I would definitely do what you know Marty did in Back to the Future too. I'd be buying that sports book, you know, to place bets. I, I don't think I'd be able to uh <laughs> control myself too. But it's just such a fun movie, such great casting. Everyone was like so perfect in it. And it's and I'm I'm tearing. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie, but but it's yeah. I no, folks, he's it. not crying. I know no. he's. he's... <laughs> <laughs> I love going back and watching that movie again and again and again. And it's just I don't grow tired of it. I just I don't grow tired of the of just seeing it. It's like funny and it's you know it's sweet. It's funny and it's like the thing. What if you know? I know that's what the, the whole premise of the movie. What if you could meet your parents at, at that age? And that, you know, makes you think, you know, would you even would you even be friends with your parents? Would you, you know, you know, if you met them at that age? And, you know, that's one of the things that you, you makes you wonder, you know, how did your parents become who they are? How did you know what happened in their life to for, to for them to become the type of people that uh, they did become? So it's just filled with fascinating questions. And I just. Like I said, I, I've seen it at least a hundred times. I'm sure I'll see it another hundred times at some point again. And so Back to the Future is my all-time favorite movie and definitely my number one sci-fi movie of the 80s. I love it. No, I mean, I I, I love that film. And of course, that's, yes, not as many times as you, but I can revisit that um, that anytime. It's just so thoroughly entertaining. And, um, and yeah, I mean, of course I saw it on the list. And I looked at it and I thought, gosh, you know, this is hard not to put in my top five here, but I'm again going with my, and I can't say purist because it is a science fiction film. Absolutely. Any, anything that's got to do with time travel by nature, by, by nature is qualifies as, as science fiction. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I have to say it's probably on my top, you know, 20 movies that I love to watch that I've, I've loved forever because it's just so incredibly entertaining. Um, and you don't have to be a science. I mean, it, it's not science fiction in, in terms of challenging science fiction. Like some of the things I tend to gravitate towards. Um, it's just, it's just fun. I mean, it's just a bottom line. 
bottom line fun. I, I, I have to agree with you. Well, so it's again, just to reiterate, I'm going into this list thinking this is going to be boring because you and I are going to have, we're going to have all the same top five. <laughs> and we only had one. That's, that's incredible to me. That's really amazing to me. I, I think so too, but at least we did, we did have one, um, which, which I think is awesome. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, look, that's how, that's how this works. I think that's yeah. the fun part of, of doing these, uh, you know, doing these retrospectives, I guess is what you might call it. Um, finding out, you know, where tastes are, you know, that's, it's, sure. it's, it's just, it's just so, it's just so interesting. But I mean, right. I, and I also love doing this because this reminds me of movies I haven't watched in a while that I need to go back and watch for fun again. And that's, and Back to the Future is one of them. I have not seen it in, in a while and it's time to, and including Gremlins. I mean, you know, I, I love Gremlins. And again, that's another one I haven't seen um, in quite some time. So yeah, that's the other um, I agree with it. Yeah, it's, this, these, these lists, these these, when we do this, it does remind me of movies that I do need to see again. But yes, yeah. But uh, let us know. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know uh, what if we missed any that uh, that are on your list, your top five, what you agree with, what you didn't agree with. And uh, as always, thank you for watching. This has been Jonathan Rosen along with Ike Eisenman for Pop Culture Retro. And please subscribe. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Retro, where no one was hurt during the making of this podcast. 